Hey everybody, it's Nathan Massey back with KZRG Sports Radio, Sports Talk, Sports Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had a big weekend this weekend in sports. Uh, we had a lot of action going on all across the board. Uh, let's we get it started here with the College World Series. So I'll give you a little recap of kind of what happened this weekend and then we'll get a little bit into it. So Oklahoma takes down A&M, Texas A&M, 13 to 8. Notre Dame beats Texas 7 to 3. Arkansas annihilates Stanford 17 to 2. Ole Miss 5 to Auburn 1. And then we kind of got in those were the opening games, got a little bit into the I guess the second round you could say. Uh Texas A&M eliminates Texas big big matchup for uh, uh Texas, the state of Texas, I guess. Um and then Oklahoma puts themselves in the driver's seat on their side of the bracket after beating Notre Dame 6 to 2. Um so then we'll we'll talk about these for a second and then we'll kind of get into a little bit later on in the tournament. So Oklahoma and A&M pretty good game. Notre Dame, Texas, same thing. Um, as I mentioned, Arkansas just destroying Stanford. Uh, it was close until I believe about the fifth or sixth inning, and then it just, I mean, Arkansas just poured it on. Um, Ole Miss and Auburn, SEC matchup. We also need to take a minute. If you all have noticed anything in this, just reading these team names, look at the dominance of the SEC in college baseball. SEC gets a lot of hype um, in all sports, especially football with college football playoff. SEC bias has been a big topic, but I think the SEC's earned it. I mean, across the board, um, at least in football and baseball. And then obviously you've got some, some like track and field championships and stuff like that. But we're gonna focus on the big, the big three for right now. Which, um, but yeah, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M, all from the same side, the same division of the same conference, and, and that being the SEC West. And then you got Texas and Oklahoma who undetermined yet we'll see how all this shapes up whether they're going to do the pods or um, the divisions still but essentially Texas and Oklahoma are future SEC programs so you could potentially be looking at if you want to look at it this way in three or four years I believe um, this could be six for eight for the SEC in the College World Series which is just absolutely unheard of I don't think we've ever had this many or like we we've, we would never have had six teams from the same conference. Um, I'm honestly not sure what the record on that is as far as most teams in the College World Series. I would venture to say four or five has got to be the most, so um, they're right up there. But yeah, if you fast forward these exact results in three or four years, and you're looking at a six out of eight team um, SEC College World Series, which would just be in a way a secondary SEC tournament, just with a bigger trophy and a lot more fans. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, something I noticed watching these games this weekend was the seeding. Um, I believe that, uh, I think it was straight upsets, um, other than maybe the Ole Miss-Auburn game. Um, but I just, this baseball, like we talked about in the, a couple of episodes ago, um, baseball is a crazy sport. Anything can happen. You can see upsets anywhere. Um, like I mentioned, Notre Dame taking down the Tennessee Vols, that was a one seed versus an unseeded team. Um, but yeah, I just think that like, or no, my fault. I, as I'm looking at it now, Ole Miss did, um, upset Auburn. So Ole Miss beats 14 Auburn, right? Arkansas over number two Stanford. And then Oklahoma takes down five of oh, the five overall seed, Texas A&M and Notre Dame takes down the nine seed Texas. So there are 16 national seeds that those, uh, are the host sites for the regionals and then the supers if they win. 
So, yeah, you see in the first round, or I guess the first four matchups of this tournament, you have straight upsets. And the, the seeding essentially doesn't matter, obviously, when you get to this point. Um, I made the comparison before, kind of like a March Madness type feel. Um, but, yeah, so it's just, it's kind of crazy, like, these games. And, I mean, like, Arkansas taking down Stanford, like I mentioned, 17-2. to that, Arkansas was not even a top 16 uh, national seed, and they're taking down number two Sanford with ease with, by 15 runs. Um, and I just think that's kind of the beauty of this tournament is you never know what's going to happen or what's going to go on. As I mentioned, you had the big game between A&M and Texas, which scoreboard-wise didn't live up to as much of the hype with a 10-2 to final. Um, that's just, I mean, it, it just it probably a lot bigger in Texas than it is anywhere else, but still big, big, big game, five seed versus the nine seed. Um, and then on Monday, June 20th, which is today as of this recording, we've got Auburn taking on Stanford in an elimination game um, at 1 p.m. And then tonight, the nightcap, you've got Ole Miss at Arkansas. Um, I think I would like to think that Stanford's going to bounce back. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle um, adversity. But if anybody out there watched their Super Regional where they took on Texas State, they were down three to one going into the bottom of the ninth. Um, hit back to back home runs to tie it up, and then got some runners on. Did some things here and there, and then pinched it and got a walk off. So they've seen adversity this year, even though they're a forty seven and seventeen ball club. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how they bounce back. Um, I think that they will. I think that they'll eliminate Auburn tonight. Um, I think both teams are really good. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but if you, if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on Stanford tonight. I think that there'll be a, a tough out from here on out in the tournament. And then tonight's matchup with Ole Miss and Arkansas, I think is going to be a very, very good matchup. Um, we saw Connor Nolan, um, I guess you could say the ace. Arkansas doesn't really have necessarily an ace pitcher, a number one pitcher, but they've got solid arms through and through. Um, so I think tonight's game will be a good one. I'm not sure what they, if they, obviously they've played this year, both being in the SEC West, not sure how that series necessarily went, but I think both teams are playing really well. I think both teams are hot right now. Arkansas had a crazy regional and super regional and have continued to put up runs. Obviously starting this tournament off with a 17 run performance. Ole Miss, uh, also took down, uh, let me look. Let me get it back pulled up. Also took down Auburn as I mentioned, five to one. Obviously pitching their butts off. Um, beat a very good Auburn team. So we'll see how it goes for the rest of the night. But like I said, my predictions are going to be Stanford taking down Auburn, Arkansas taking down Ole Miss, and we'll see how it plays out from there. We also already have an elimination game between A and M and Notre Dame set up for Tuesday. I'm going to take Texas A and M in that game. I know Notre Dame upset UT they're a good team every team left is a good team they wouldn't be here if they weren't I think Texas A&M is a little bit more complete um, so that's my prediction for that but let's get back into the SEC dominance I just I think that the the teams just go out there and prove every time I think like sometimes these SEC schools they play each other they get beat up all season they lose some series here and there, so maybe they don't have the record or maybe they uh, get bounced early in the SEC tournament and people start to not believe in them or forget about them. But, I mean, look at Mississippi State, last year's national champions. They got 
destroyed in Hoover, which is where the SEC tournament is hosted, and they came back and won the national title, and some people were saying that they were good but weren't good enough to do it, and they just got hot at the right time and ended up winning it all. So I, I think SEC, it's some, obviously, odds are an SEC team is going to pull this one off this year. Um, so that's probably a safe bet if you're out there, but, um, that's just my, that's my thoughts on it. I think that there will be an SEC school. I would be very surprised if, um, all four teams got eliminated before it's all said and done. Uh, my money's on Arkansas to make it all the way a little bit of bias there, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, let's get into the NFL. So it's kind of a Interesting topic here, Deshaun Watson and the Browns and Baker Mayfield. If anybody's been following the NFL this offseason, there's been news coming out of every which way. Deshaun Watson did what he did, made some bad choices, but that's not necessarily what I want to talk about, not necessarily just the rights and wrongs, but I want to talk about the Browns. The Browns have done this for years and years and years at this point. I mean, going on 20-plus years of just never having a quarterback, not having a quarterback, and then they get Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield leads them to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I believe he even got a playoff win. Um, some people were saying he's the guy. He goes out there, plays through injury last year, which, of course, he pulls the – once everybody gets eliminated, everybody – some people were like, come out with bigger injuries than anybody thought. Nobody really knew exactly what was going on with his shoulder, but knew he wasn't right. But he's still catching a lot of flack for that, and it's almost like they immediately forgot like what Baker did for them. And I, I, I know he didn't have necessarily the greatest year last year, but he's still somebody who led y'all to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And y'all just, everybody's just throwing him to the curb. And I'm not necessarily just a big Baker believer. And Deshaun Watson's extremely talented, but you can't tell me right here, right now that the Browns did what they said they did, which was do due diligence on Deshaun's case. Because, it came out, I mean, maybe a couple weeks later, all these new allegations, all of these new claims, all of these new court cases and everything are coming back up and coming back to light. And now Deshaun's looking at being suspended for a year from the NFL. And the Browns came out and said that they were comfortable with the situation, that they wouldn't have spent the money that they spent and signed him to the contract they signed him to if it was if they felt like they, there was anything that they needed to be concerned about for the future. And then he gets slapped a, a suspension or talks of a suspension within a month or two of you signing him after a year of sitting out. So now the Browns have a decision where they've ruined their, their quarterback situation in this sense. They pretty much tried to kick Baker to the curb, tried to trade him. It's been very public. Baker's upset, as he should be. And the Browns wanted nothing to do with him because they had their savior in Deshaun Watson. And then now you have the guy you spent hundreds of million dollars on one of the highest contracts in quarterback history for the NFL. And now he may not even play for a whole nother year. And then you've got a guy who, yes, you can train and you can work hard in the offseason, and, and I guarantee he has. But now you're looking at a guy who has two years off of the NFL potentially, another quarterback that you've ruined your relationship with, once out, you can't find anywhere to ship him. Nobody will really give the price tag that you probably are wanting if you're the Browns. And it's because you've 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 had him you've painted this picture of him of who he is and how he performs and i'm not saying that his on-field play necessarily just makes him just a hot commodity here but i think baker is worth a chance for somebody somewhere to take on to have a quality backup send a low mid-round draft pick or two to the browns for it and give him new life 
But the situation with Deshaun and how they've handled that, I would be embarrassed if I was a Browns fan. I think they just needed to do more. Probably, honestly, should everybody should have left him untouched until the cases were all figured out and the NFL had handed out their suspension. But if you're the Texans and obviously the team that's trading away Deshaun Watson, you kind of fleeced everybody out there. You held the super talented quarterback ransom, essentially, after what happened, what came out with him and everything. He didn't play it all for you last year. You still get a host of draft picks. And you come out on the other side with just a ton of draft picks, and you got rid of a guy who's not going to play in the NFL potentially for another season. Now, it's not locked in that he's going to be suspended for a year, but that's what a lot of the claims are going to, are, are coming out right now, that that's what they're looking at. So I think that that's just embarrassing for the Browns, long story short. Hopefully Baker gets treated better somewhere else or maybe gets his second shot in Cleveland and proves that he's an NFL starting caliber quarterback. And when I say that, I don't mean top five, top ten quarterback. I don't think he's that. But I guarantee you he's a better quarterback than one who can't play for another season. So Browns, you've done it for 20-plus years. Get somebody in there that's going to figure out how to not do this kind of stuff. You've come up over the last couple of years. You've drafted some good talent. You've turned this thing around. You've made the playoffs. But you can't keep making mistakes like this as a franchise. I mean, there's just you can't convince me and probably not a lot of other people out there that you really did due diligence on this case and sign this guy for $400-plus million just for him to not play. Now, if he works out later in his career, maybe if he does get suspended, comes back, we can have a different conversation. But for now... You just, you look, it's a bad look. It's a terrible look. So, anyways, in other news, I know we hadn't talked since last week. Uh, the U.S. Open concluded. Matt Fitzpatrick wins his first major title. Um, something that I had actually wrote an article on the other day. So, the LIV tour potentially will count towards world rankings, according to the CEO, Greg Norman. So, this was a story that's kind of been happening and unfolding the last few days in the golf world. Uh, I know a lot of people out there, golf's boring, golf this and that. This drama is actually kind of worth following. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, I think it's it's only going to blow up. It's only going to get bigger. We're going to see some big names leave the PGA Tour. We're going to see some some names, some comments, things coming out. Phil Mickelson's been a big guy for, big proponent, I guess, for the LIV Tour, even though he made some unnecessary, I guess, comments towards, it, towards the LIV Tour before he decided to join it. Um, but I think that that'll be... This is going to unfold in front of our eyes. Uh, like I wrote the other day, um, this is probably the most interesting thing that's happened in golf since Tiger Woods off the off the green drama, I guess you could say. It's the first time we've kind of seen something happen off of off the playing field in a, in a while. Um, that's been very notable. So I'm I'm curious to see how this is all going to play out. I think we're going to have more big names, more big players, kind of leave the the tour. Uh, the PGA Tour, that is, to go to the LIV Tour. I want to see how they handle this. If this does count towards world rankings, the same sponsorships still come in. They start getting news coverage about these tournaments. They start getting aired, maybe picked up by ESPN or somebody down the road. I think we we could have a complete landscape shift when it comes to professional golf and how it's seen. Um, if you look in a little bit into the LIV Tour, it's a little bit more uh Fan, fan friendly so I think that there could be a potential where you start seeing that on TV more that more often than not in the next coming next few years next coming years depending on how all this works out and who they get where and 
what uh, big names they can get to move over. Um, but if this counts towards the world rankings, I think that that's a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. I think some of these guys, if they can still be ranked in the top five, top ten, and they're still on these, uh, I guess, still in the news and still in the media and not just kind of sacrificing their public career um, as far as just their branding of themselves and, and their market. Um, but if they can still be up there, they're still going to sign major deals, major sponsorships. They're still going to get all the, the top gear, all of the top money. Uh, I think you could see a huge, huge shift in that. Um, but we're going to shift on over to the NHL. Um, Colorado Avalanche is up two nothing on Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it. I think this one's kind of sold. I I would be surprised if the Lightning come back in this series. Series. I think we've seen Avalanche kind of dominate the first two games. Um, I think you can kind of go ahead and sell this one in. I think both teams are really good, but the Avalanche have just been playing lights out. Um. They're just, I mean, seven to nothing in the, in the second game. Four to three. It was a little bit closer, obviously, final in game one. Um, but they've been scoring like crazy. They've also been holding teams. They've been shutting them out every now and then. Um, but yeah, I think the Avalanche are going to take this one. If I had to, I'd say they're lucky to get to a game six. Um, I'd say game four, game five is kind of what we're looking at here. Um, Avalanche look to be now. You, I'm not. I'm not the. I can't see into the future. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you the exact results here. Um, so hopefully this doesn't age poorly, but I, I think we'll have an a avalanche title coming to Colorado here in the next week or so. Um, also, MLB, we can touch on this for a few minutes. Um, Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals out here in Missouri. Um, they, they're having a good year. They're playing well. They're kind of overperforming to some people's um, – standards they're kind of underperforming to some people's standards but long story short they've got a big series coming up this week with milwaukee um they've got a four game set starting on uh monday goes through thursday this this has huge impl- implications i know we're still early in the season we're not even to the all-star break um but you've seen a lot of teams kind of ride momentum into the all-star break and then just kind of coast from there for the last half of the year and never look back so this could be a big one if the cards take four games here they open up a lead kind of claim their stake of the NL Central. They could be hard to overcome for the Brewers. You could see you could see this kind of be the turning point for both teams. Now on the flip side of the Brewers sweep, then same thing goes for them. You could see them kind of take claim, take hold. Um hopefully the Cardinals could pull off a wild card at that point. Um and you could see the series split two two and see these teams fight it out um for the rest of the year. And not saying if one swept that that would be the end of it. Um but I think these two teams will kind of stay at the top. Um, I know Arenado's having a good year for the Cards. Goldschmidt's playing really well. Bader's making crazy defensive plays. Edmund, O'Neal, everybody's kind of contributing. Um, obviously, you've got the farewell tour for Wainwright and Yadier and Albert Pujols. Um, I think that's pretty cool for Cardinals fans to be able to have that, um, get that big three back in town for one last ride together. I am curious to see if they all three actually end up retiring. I know that they've said they're going to. I think, obviously, if they were somehow able to win a title this year, that would be a perfect way to end it. But we'll see how it goes. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Wainwright came back. Um, I saw an interview with him the other day. I don't think it has anything to do with baseball. I think it has strictly to do with just he's a father of five. 
wants to be home with his family, his wife, his kids, wants to take care of them. He's obviously in the twilight of his career anyways. He's still performing really well. Um, so I could see, due to the fact he is performing well, and he said the other day in a in-game interview that he's loving it. He's still in love with the game. If it was strictly up to baseball, he'd stay forever. Um, so I think if somehow he can, convince, he can convince the family to stick around for a year or two longer, he might be able to. Um, might just need that fire kind of lit under him one last time for another ride. Um, but I, I do think if one of them goes, all three will go. But we'll see how that goes. Royals, on the other hand, if you're a Royals fan, you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You're just not very good this year. Um, haven't been for the last few years. I guess you're welcome, or not you're welcome, but uh, I guess I'm happy for you with uh, Bobby Witt Jr. That's probably the only reason you're watching the Royals at this point anymore. Um, ben Attendee's been playing pretty good. Um, Salvador's fallen off immensely from last year, had that crazy year last year. Um, but I think if you're watching Royals game at this point and you're not watching for Bobby Witt Jr. or Ben Attendee, then good on you. You're a, you're a big Royals fan. I respect it. Um, I grew up a Titans fan. We had some rough years. I watched those still. So I have respect for you. So I'm sorry, and I hope it turns around for you at some point in time. Um, I think that's about all we've got here today. Um, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all those good things. This is the KZRG Sports Podcast. I'll see you next time.